Father, we thank you for this morning. And we thank you, Lord God, that you've brought us together. This is a uh, holy gathering. It is a gathering of uh, you and your people. And it's an important gathering. We just celebrated communion because we're celebrating our relationship firstly with you, but secondly with one another. And Father, I thank you for the relationships of honour that have been built in this house over the years. I thank you for what you're going to do in the season. I thank you that you are just getting this church ready for an incredible time in God, an incredible future. I thank you, Father, that you've brought us right here to this place, this gathering place, and you did it so supernaturally. I thank you that you are the God who hears and understands and even cries over those that are away from him, intercedes before the Father, before the throne, for the lost and for the church. I thank you this morning we have a future and you are going to bring each one of us there day by day in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. It's good. It's good, good, good. So I want to talk about the coming move of God. The coming move of God. And I want to really encourage you because you can't always see what God is doing. You can't always see what God is doing. I have learned this over the years. And I really want to teach you how this works. I've learned over the years that when things are happening before your very eyes, that God is doing often something quite differently behind the scenes. And because we look at things with natural eyes and we think with a natural mind, we can get locked into a zone. Okay? We can get locked into a zone. And that's sort of like where we live, where, we, where our experience is. And, that's, and what we expect is all lined up with that. So you get locked into this zone and it can be a rut and it can be limited experience. When we begin to connect with him properly, we can begin to see things differently. Say this, we can begin to see things differently. And it's important because when we begin to see things differently, we can begin to have breakthroughs that we haven't had before. And anything can happen literally. I want to talk about this coming move of God because we're entering into a time, I believe, in this city, in this church, in, this ex in our experience and, and the church in the nations, is entering into a time where the church will realise that anything can happen literally. You know, sometimes we can be praying for people and, you know, we're not seeing much happen. But then all of a sudden, God begins to move on that person's heart and God begins to change everything. Now, this is what I believe. I believe that I serve the God who is continually at work in the hearts and minds of men and women. And he is doing something in the background. 
And we can look at the circumstances and we can see with our natural eyes and it often doesn't look good. But God's at work. One of the keys to unlocking the possibilities of God over our lives is to begin to focus on what God is doing in the background. So we often see the problems. I mean, you don't have to look far to see problems. We see the challenges. Even in our world, there's lots of challenges. I know you. I know many of you. I know probably most of you very well. I know some of the challenges that you are facing. I know some of the challenges that I seem to face and some of them I've been facing for quite some time. So we look at the problems, we look at the challenges and we hear the news and we see the way, th- the way that things are. And it can be good, a lot of things that happen are good. Some of the things that happen can be bad and some of the things can be downright dreadful. And if I want to be honest, you know, all of us will probably go through some things that are downright dreadful this year. And if you look over the last year, our nation has been through a dreadful experience. And, uh, you know, you, you uh, look up north of Sydney and they're going through a dreadful experience with floods. Uh, Gippslanders went through a dreadful experience just over 12 months ago with fires. And then we all got hit with a dreadful virus and the threat of it has shut down the nations. And, you know, we hear of the numerical statistics of the lives that the virus has taken, but I tell you what, the hidden casualties as shutdowns and isolation have been far greater than that. So we see the things they are, they can be good, they can be bad, and in some cases can be dreadful. You know, we've been through some, you know, personally difficult challenges in this last 12 months. We hear the facts, and this is where you've got to be careful, particularly if you are the person who is inclined to sit in front of the TV and turn the TV on and listen to the statistics. Because it is almost like Goliath is coming out and presenting the facts to you that you can't win. That your condition is going to stay the same. That those who you love are going to stay limited, bound, or far away for a long, long time. These are what the facts look like. And sometimes we hear the report from people who are professional and say, well, maybe this is the way things could be for a long time. And, you know, this can be the case with medical issues and with things like that. Have you ever heard someone say that to you? Well, maybe this is the way that things could be for a long time. The coming move of God is going to be marked by the possibilities of God. And uh, that which was impossible four years ago will now be possible because God's time is now. And I know that I'm speaking very much from the perspective of our church. You know, four years ago, we had a leased building 
And, you know, there was not a lot of opportunity for us to buy a building in the city. But during that year leading up to uh, the time where God began to move us in this direction was a year where the church gathered and we prayed almost every day that year. And during the year, God spoke to us and we felt a shift. And something began to happen because God preordained to put us in this building. God chose this place, this stable. And you know, uh, this is a reality. This is one of the original pathways right through sale that I'm standing on as I preach this morning. Right here. It's where the stables used to come. Imagine if you could hear the voices and you could hear the conversations of what has happened here for the last 140 years. But God chose this place and he chose this people to put them in here. But do you know what he did was absolutely an impossible thing. It's been, it's, it's really done something on the inside of my heart. Because I know that now God has brought us here and the building is not quite finished. It's nearly finished. And the building next door is nearly finished. And I really believe that as God, as the work is physically completed, that represents a time in this church, I believe, where God is going to do such an incredible work of rebuilding, regathering, of gathering in the harvest. I really believe this. If God can give us the stables, put us here, put these wonderful chandeliers on the roof, if he can do that, you know, back in the original visioning, we were going to buy some, uh, some uh, chandeliers like this and they cost around about 15000 each. So at the end of it, we thought, well, we haven't got a hope. By the way, we didn't pay 15000 uh, each for these. We paid, I think, eight, 18000 for 11 of them. And that is how God does things. That is how God does things. I want you to learn this morning, and I want to teach you something, because there is a new move that is about ready to break on the earth. And it's very much, this church is right in the midst of it, certainly in this city and this region. We are not the only church. We are part of the body of Christ in the city. But we have got a very significant part to play in what God is about ready to do. And if God has brought you here or is bringing you here to be part of this work, then it is because God wants to use you powerfully in the restoration work that God is going to do in the city and in the region. And everybody said... So it's very exciting, and uh, I really do believe that it's time for our church. I believe it's time for the city. I believe it's time for cities. During this time, God is going to invade cities with the gospel, and cities are going to turn around. You know, do you know why? Because God is a God of possibilities. And the scripture says in Mark chapter 9, verse 23, if you believe anything is possible, if you believe anything is impossible, 
if you really believe, anything is possible. But if you don't believe, it is impossible. And four years ago, five years ago, it was like we got hit with, you know, certain attacks around our life and our church. It was sort of like under siege as we, you know, took up different issues in the nation and stood for marriage and that sort of thing. It's like it was game on. And, and it was like everything came against us. But do you know what God did? God gave us this. Right here, amazing, incredible, right in the midst of perhaps the most challenging days in our life, God gives us a stables like this. I've often thought, why did God put us in little old sail? And do you know what? This week I was thinking while I was away, and particularly after Pastor Jason was here and, and, and ministered so effectively last weekend, I kept thinking of Bethlehem. Why did God choose Bethlehem? Bethlehem is just another place on the map. But God chose that place. And he chose a stable and something began there that affected the nations. I tell you, God's going to do something. There's something about ready to happen. And I want you to lift up your eyes and I want you to begin to look. And this is to do with you personally and some of the circumstances that you are facing. And it is to do with our church. And it is to do with what God is about to do in this city and even the region. I also want to say this again, it is time for you. If you can begin to hear the simplicity of this message this morning, I think it'll really help you. It's like when we started to pray, it's five years ago we started to pray for that full year we prayed and it was in the midst of the year, God gave me a word about Bel Parazam, where, which where, where it was like the last stronghold that David had to break through before God took him into Jerusalem, which became the building place of the temple. And I knew what God was talking about. And I didn't say a lot about it, I just kept praying. But you remember me talking about God of the breakthrough, Belparazam, which Belparazam was actually a place about five kilometers from where David was going to bring the ark. And I knew that God was speaking about these stables. And then later on, God began to release to them supernaturally. And, you know, it just gave me incredible faith after that began to happen. And we'll talk about it a little as we go. This morning, I wanted to explain something that will really help you if you can learn this. And it's something that I had to learn. And it is the difference between the seen realm and the unseen realm. The seen realm is the natural realm. What we see around us is natural, right? But there is also an unseen realm that the Bible talks about, and I'll give you a few verses in a, in a minute. If you begin to understand and practice what I'm about ready to tell you, you can really begin to grow in your faith. Who wants to grow in their faith? Who wants to just go next level all of a sudden. 
then this is like a paradigm that can happen if you can really capture this simplicity of this. You may have heard a message like this before and even seen things before, I don't know. But I know that just as I travelled up into the country this week, I just was so inspired by what God is about ready to do in this season ahead. I really believe that as we come through the season of Passover, uh, which is the 27th of March to the 4th of April, that is a moment in God's history where something is really going to begin, where God is going to release something new. And uh, my own spiritual father, Dr. Jonathan David, spoke and said that uh, this is going to be a time where there is a fresh breeze into the church and the nations. And then 50 days later is the Feast of Pentecost. And that is a place where the church... The original church, the original disciples went into the upper room and the Holy Spirit was poured out in the ro that room and that was the beginning of the transformation of nations. But there is the seen realm, say that after me, the seen realm and the unseen realm. Now to us the seen realm is very real and, to, and because of our Western mindset, the unseen realm is a bit obscure. But one is just as real as the other. In fact, I don't know whether you saw this during this week, but Sky News reported a photograph that had been taken. I didn't dig into the whole thing, but it was a photograph taken of a, a spirit leaning over a child's cot. It was captured on photograph and reported in the news. Do you know what? The unseen realm, say that, the unseen realm is just as real as the seen realm. Just as real. And if you go into uh, cultures that have not yet been totally secularized, they still have such an awareness of the spirit realm. And yet I've travelled into those parts of the world many times with Papua New Guinea and the Philippines and different parts like that. The spirit realm is the, is the unseen realm. Do you know what? In this room now, there are things going on that you can't see. There really is. This room is actually hosting a multitude of angels. If you read Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, and you know, there'll be in churches and in life and in our family, there will be some uh, of the dark side, demonic influences that try to get involved in our life and mess us up. Seen realm, unseen realm. But if you can begin to see and perceive and practice what I'm about ready to talk to you about, it'll be really helpful. So if you can begin to understand and practice it, you can, you can have breakthroughs. And, and I really believe it's such a now time. God is restoring all things. You know, just like he restored the building here, God is restoring him. Now that we've done the work on the building, God is going to do the work on our city. The restoration begins. Okay? 
This is a time we're in. Now, if you can understand spiritual timing, you know, this really helps you with also. Because sometimes you can try and do things out of the timing of God, and do you know what happens? Nothing. We tried to buy the building about 15 years ago. And, uh, you know, uh, this building, God had spoken to us 35 years ago about it. Tried to buy it about 15 years ago. You know, the deal was, we shook on the deal. The keys were handed over. We had the permits to move in. And a week before settlement, the owner said, I've sold it to someone else. I walked out that laneway there, and this is what I did. I was ticked. I said, that's our building. Nothing's going to work in there. So I apologise to all those business people that tried to come in here after that. But those words went right into the atmosphere because this building was always going to be ours. The natural realm has its present realities. Some are good, some are bad, some are dreadful. Like some people have the most uh, difficult present realities. Now, I'm not saying that everything's bad, but some people have illness in their body. You know, there's, there's, uh, there's di difficulties with provision, there's restriction, there's families that are broken, there is broken hearts. You know, out in this city, let me tell you, it's broken out there. Make no mistake, you know, you drive down the, down the street and everything looks just great. You drive into the town, everything's okay. But when you dig a little bit deeper, you find that people are very broken. And it seems like they can be unreachable. And some of those ones that are very broken may be very loved by us. This is what you call the natural reality or the seen reality. But there is an unseen realm that has its unseen realities and it is what God is doing while people are not really tuned in. Sometimes I've been walking around in a blur thinking, what is going on? Everything's gone wrong, but do you know what? In actual fact... God is working in a way in my life like he never has before. It's what God is doing while people are not really tuned in. It is what God has for us. God has something for us. God has prepared something for us. Like that scripture in 1 Corinthians 2.9, it says, Eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Do you love him? Yeah. Amen. So, so, you know, eye hasn't seen, natural eye. Ear hasn't heard, nor has entered into the heart, but God is revealing them to us by his spirit. So this is when we begin to stop looking with our natural eyes and we begin to look with the eyes of faith that we begin to see things differently. Now you can do this, you can practice this, you can learn this, we can learn it, but it doesn't always come easy. I had to learn it. Because I have been in my life during times, particularly in my formation, where 
I've been very much bound by the natural realities. Natural realities. This is going to be an important message for the future because the natural realities are going to become more difficult, more challenging. And God is going to call or he is calling his church back to live in the realm of the unseen. It's not like we're so far out there that, you know, we're way out there and Mr. and Mrs. Flaky. No, no, it is like this is a reality. And I want to talk to you about that reality and how that reality can work for you. Because the reality is that a lot of stuff that's going on in our life comes from the demonic world. But it does not mean that it's the end of the day and it does not mean that God is not at work because if you can begin to understand the difference between the seen and the unseen, you can begin to have powerful breakthroughs. Things like this can become your reality. Amen? That which is impossible can become your reality, your new reality. The church that Jesus is building is the connection point of these two realms. There are two realms, the seen and the unrealm. This is the place where heaven touches earth. Do you know what? Last week was a very special morning in here. Yeah? Hands up if you experienced that. Something happened. And, you know, don't be disappointed if it didn't happen again this morning. But sometimes, you know, sometimes uh, God does something and it's like, oh man, it's like heaven kisses earth. You know, it's like, wow, I don't know what it was, but during the worship, something went crack over here and it was like the heavens just opened and it was like angels were there. That's what I experienced. And when I spoke to Pastor Jason, I'd, I'd tried to catch up with him during the week and yesterday I rung him. And I thanked him for coming down last week and this is what he said to me. He said, I've just met with my team and he said, we are finding it hard to express in words what happened last week. Do you know why? The seen realm, it's like the unseen realm, it's what we can't see began to superimpose itself over the natural realm. And when you begin to strategically position yourself like that, you will break through into a different realm. The realm of the unseen, the realm of God. The reason why people live in continual defeat, sickness, dis, you know, and sometimes even destruction is because the seen realm is all they see. But God's going to teach us a new way. And I, I said to Jason, I said, look, we felt the same. I just felt, wow, something happened. Something happened. And that is going to become normal place in the church where the natural and the supernatural touch one another. Do you know what? We've got to be careful because every day we go into the natural realm to, to earn our living. We go into different atmospheres. We go into education. We go into medicine. We go into uh, you know, social welfare and all those, all those industries flow out of a humanistic natural realm. Yeah. So you have got to begin to understand the difference 
between the natural and the spiritual, the seen and the unseen. Man, when I went to P&G, this happened to me. One night I was in bed, Michael Rowell was there and JR was there and something happened in that room that I have not experienced before but I went to bed. Admittedly, we had been to the pub but there was no alcohol consumed, right? We were out at the Bluff Inn, a place called the Bluff Inn, out near the start of the Kokoda Trail and uh, we had been just messing around like blokes do, especially when JR is with you, our American friend. And I went off to bed, and next thing, there was something in that room. Right at the doorway, the way I describe it is a tall, dark figure standing in the doorway. And I just hopped into bed, and I thought, these blokes are going to play a trick on me. So I was on high alert. Like this, you know, like Remy, like ready to go, high alert. And next thing, this figure went, and I went, that was quick. And then it went, and around and around it went. And it was like it mesmerized me. I was mesmerized, and I've never been so, whoa, in my life. And I was going to, I was trying to find my voice to speak to it. And I was going, and I went, Jesus! <laughs> and the thing just broke. Seen realm, unseen realm. Anyhow, I say to Pastor Suckling the next day, I said, this is what happens. And he said, oh, look, the, the witch doctors, they love to do that with the visitors. <laughs> it's real. Spirit realm is real. Do you know what? If you've got something that is going wrong and it's been a prevailing issue, the problem is very likely something that is going on has not been resolved uh, within the spirit realm. Sickness is often tied up in the spirit realm. Not all the time. But do you know what? Sometimes we are trying to treat demonic problems with medication. I'm just putting it out there. And we are trying to solve spiritual issues with humanistic counselling. And the problem is, there is a liar who is the father of all lies, who is at work. So I'm just helping you. I'm just sharpening you up this morning because I tell you what, we are entering in a time of spiritual warfare in the nations, which you better know what you believe. You better know what the Word says. You better know who you're connected to and you better be careful what you listen to. So let's go to the Bible and we'll talk about what the Bible says about this. 2 Corinthians 4.18 it says, we do not look at the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. Some of you are not repeating it yet, so we'll say it again. We do not look at the things that are seen, but we look at the things that are unseen. For the things that are temporary, the, sorry, the things that are seen are temporary, and the things that are unseen, they are eternal. Imagine that we live our life 
looking at the seen realm, living for the seen realm, learning to secure ourselves in the seen realm. But here the Bible says we do not look at the things that are seen, we look at the things that are unseen. If blessing is held back from you continually, let me tell you, that is not God trying to pull you through some kind of cross experience. That is most likely a spiritual influence that is keeping you back and bound. This woman had a spirit of infirmity that caused her to bleed. What was it? So you see, we've gone from one extreme to the other. But you know, times have changed, but the Word of God hasn't. Times have changed, but the Bible hasn't. Do you know what? If you're continually harassed in your thinking, continually, it is likely that, you know, there's the mental health issue, right? I'm not denying that. You should take medication. I'm not denying that. I'm saying that, right? But there is a time, and I've seen it, when people who are experiencing different issues, and particularly for a long time, they enter into a zone where they are so broken down and they're at risk. And that is where our adversary, the devil, likes to come in and crush. Satan's a robber. He's a thief. He's a destroyer. He's a robber. He's a liar. Now, see, we've been so touched with humanism that we can't see the unseen realm. We can't believe in the unseen realm. Yet now, photography is actually capturing some things and beginning to prove the reality of the unseen realm. There's no God. Show me, prove. Well, I tell you what, Science, before we're finished and we're out of here, is going to prove absolutely everything. You know, you begin to look into the world of quantum physics and you can begin to explain how someone actually walked through a wall. See, it's the realm of possibilities and it's the realm of faith that we need to understand. Let's read it again. We do not look at the things that are seen, now, but the things that are unseen. So when you're going through a difficult problem, it is so hard not to go to bed thinking and laboring and worrying and stressing and thinking, oh, that's my future. And the reason is, is because we haven't been able to see or perceive the unseen realm. According to this verse I just read, there are two realms, you know, When we can begin to show this to our, you know, to the next generation, they begin to understand. Now listen to this, another verse, Hebrews 11.3. By faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things that are seen. Do you see that? The things that are seen came from the things which are not seen. Now, just because you can't see them does not mean they don't exist. 
The things that are seen came from the things which are not seen. You know, when Jesus at creation said, let there be light, do you know what he did? He just moved the furniture. It came from the unseen realm into the seen realm. It's a real uh, Bible class this morning. Just because you can't see it, does not mean it is not there. Now, you can't see everything from where you are. You can't see it. You only see what you can see. So just a little simple prop here this morning. Under here, I have just a simple prop, and it's like this. It doesn't mean it's not there because you can't see it. As far as you're concerned, it's in the unseen realm, right? Just imagine, just for a moment, that I'm God, all right? <laughs> this is where rumours can start in cities. <laughs> but this is what God done. He said, let there be. And there it was. He moved it from the unseen realm into the seen realm. Let there be. He spoke the word. By faith, we understand that the worlds, let's say this is planet Earth, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen came from the things which are. If you understand this, you are 90% the way there to knocking off 90% of your problems because it'll change your whole perspective. The reason... People are so blocked in their life as they can't see what God sees because they're looking at the barriers in the seen realm. But this is how faith works. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things that are seen came from the things which are not seen. So if you want your situations to change, you have got to begin to Develop the grace, the spiritual ability, which is given to every human being to look into the realm of the Spirit and see things the way that God sees them. It's not easy, especially when you are in a really bad space, personally. When you're going through something dreadful. How on earth did this thing come into existence, this planet, this universe. Well, you know, 500 billion years ago, Higgs's bottom, bissom, bottom, who cares what it is? Oh man, nobody's got any idea until you read the Bible. In Genesis chapter 1, it's all there. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning, there's very little evidence to back up what is taught in schools about how the universe came into existence. The best evidence is here. In the beginning, God. Then God said... Then God said, 
And literally what happened is there was a new reality because God moved the furniture from that realm. How does this happen? It happens by faith. It is moved from one realm to another. The raw material was moved from one, uh, one realm to another. Now, this is what you've got to do. A couple of words ago, Dr. Jonathan David spoke about a message and he gave a verse and it is in Revelation chapter 4.1. I've been thinking about that a real lot. Come up here. Yeah, you. Come up here. Now, you can see it there. But see, come around here. You're coming up here with God now. You can see what I see, can't you? Simple little exercise. If you want your situation to change, this is what you've got to do. Come up here. Out of the natural realm, out of the natural circumstances, doesn't mean you all of a sudden become a flake, but you come up here. How much do you reckon that's worth? I don't know, 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Contents included? No. Okay, have a guess. How much is it worth? What's in there? I'm not telling you. <laughs> You'll have to seek me a bit more before you get that information. I'm just being God, all right. 100 bucks? 100 bucks. Oh, I really want to do this this morning. Look at that. Eleven hundred bucks. You couldn't see it, could you? See, thank you. Good on you. Well done. The point is, is we're so locked in on what we see, but it's what's in the unseen realm. And when we begin to speak and say, we can see things change. I don't talk about this kind of stuff a lot, but I reckon this is going to be important in the future. Because we've got to get God's perspective on things. And we've got to, as it says in Revelation chapter 4, come up here and I'll show you things that are going to happen. That's an intentional step. Moving along, we need faith. Faith really comes out of seeing things from God's perspective. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it's the evidence of things unseen. Yep. Now, the evidence is there. I can see it, but you can't. The evidence is there, but you can't see it. But when God gives you a little bit of a picture of this, things can begin to change. That's why worship is important. That's why prayer is important. That's why waiting on God is important. That's why listening to God is important. And God wants to bring you up here in this time ahead so that you begin to see things from his perspective. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things unseen. 
faith that is activated moves what needs to be moved from one realm to another. This present reality can be totally changed by a new reality. This is where miracles are happening. Now, I'll tell you one of the reasons I wanted to preach on this this morning, because when I was coming back from central Victoria on the weekend, I went up there to my dear old auntie's funeral, but I could hear this song. And I reckon it was an overflow from last week. And the song was, God of miracles, you're moving. But it was not the song of that name that I've heard before. And it was completely like in another realm. Do you know what? God wants the church to be in such unity with heaven. Not just church where we go to fulfill a religious requirement. But a place where we come, and this is a place where we begin to offer our lives together in service to the Lord and one another. And this is a place where God literally comes down and connects and fellowships with us. That is what church is. But if we're looking at the natural realm, we go to church. But now God wants us to come up here and see things from his perspective. So I won't be too long on this, but this is, this is really good. God gives life to the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were. Faith that is activated moves what we need from one realm to another. I think I'm going to have to move on with this next week. I want you to understand there's two realms, the seen and the unseen. Everything that is comes from where? The unseen realm. Healing comes from the unseen realm. A transformation in the nations comes from the unseen realm. Your breakthrough in your family comes from the unseen realm. What you don't have but you need comes from the unseen realm. And, you know, God will use natural, very natural means to do it sometimes. But I remember in my discussion with, with Joel when we were upgrading this building, he said, I don't know how we're going to meet the commitments. I don't know how we do it. And I tell you what, I was just totally unfazed by it because I knew that if God could bring us this far, he would bring us through. 35 years ago, Lynn and myself were across the street and God showed me a picture in the unseen realm. Looked over the road and I said, one day there's going to be a church there. Had to wait 33 years till opening day. 33 years. God showed me a window in the spirit. For a minute, it was like I looked over and I saw Jesus as Lord written across the archway. 31 years later, here we are. Sometimes God wait, lets us wait a little while. He tests us a little while. But I really believe this is it. One of the things about this church is the way that God made these buildings available and he's restored them is an absolute prophetic picture of where we're going. 
This is no ordinary church. None of them should be. No church should be ordinary. We should be talking about stuff like this every week. But our Western mind is opposed. And that is why the sick remain sick. The unsaved remain unsaved. The depressed remain depressed. The broken remain broken. But God wants to turn all that around. We are entering in a day where God is going to do the impossible again. God started the church age with just such an outpouring of the Spirit in the upper room and nothing was impossible. Poured out His Holy Spirit, they spoke in other tongues. People were healed. Thousands came to the Lord. Thousands. The church began in a blaze of glory. And the transformation of the nations began there. But in the wrapping up of the church age, it will be nothing to what people are about ready to see. Eye has not seen, nor has ear heard. You know, I want you to lift up the problem that you see to God right now. I want you to close your eyes, if you can. I want you to close your eyes. And get God just right now. I'm going to ask him to help you see what he's doing and to see the answer. God, I pray the prayer that Paul prayed in Ephesians 1. I pray, Father, for an impartation of the spirit of wisdom and revelation and understanding in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of our understanding would be opened to see what is going on in the spirit realm. If you, for a minute, just keep your eyes closed. Just keep your eyes closed. Just right now. Just in your own mind, just to imagine that natural problem that you have. Father, I pray you'd illuminate our minds to see what you are doing and what you are seeing. Just look to him this morning. Begin to look into the realm of the Spirit and see what God is going to do and what God is planning to do. Just like that, when I looked across this road, and I wasn't even thinking or planning because sometimes we get in the road of God really speaking to us. God, help us to see what you see regarding our situation. As it says in the book, in the Old Testament, where the Lord spoke and said, what do you see? Is it the book of Habakkuk? Or the book of Jeremiah? I just can't remember. What do you see? Well, I see a pot of water. I see an almond tree. You know, God was beginning to train. Elijah sent out his servant after there being a drought, and he said, what do you see? I see nothing. Second time, third time, fourth time, what do you see? Fifth time, sixth time. 
six times. What do you see? Nothing, just nothing. I see blue sky. And go out and have another look. And the seventh time he said, I see a hand, the size of a man's hand coming out over the ocean. That was the beginning of a miraculous outpouring and a time of incredible change in that nation. God, help us to see. Help us to see. Help us to perceive. Help us to have faith. Help us to see what's going on, really, in our world. Father, you're doing something new, something you haven't done before. See different people just getting all sorts of tests going on. It's like tests. And how long will this test go on? Testing is often about our faith going to the next level. Do you know, I believe that in the days ahead for the church that is really connected to him, Nothing will be impossible. Nothing will be impossible. But you can't do it on your own. Come on, Jesus. Come into this house like you never have before in these months ahead. God of miracles, you're moving in our sons and daughters. You're moving in people's bodies even as we speak. If you can see the invisible, you can have the impossible. What do you see? What do you see? Well, man, you know, we can habitually look at problems and they become our greatest hindrances. But God wants you to come up here. This morning, that thing which is impossible that thing that has been held back, that blessing that has been held back. Let it be removed. Let every barrier be removed.